Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight. In Congress, July 4, 1776. 
Unanimous Declaration of the Thirteen United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of God and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain, un certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be charged for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms when, to which they have, are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces the design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter the former systems of, the, of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them, and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records, and for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved, houses, uh, re he has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for the purpose of obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of land. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing ju judiciary, judiciary powers. 
he has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their office, offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us, taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefit of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretend offenses, for abolish, abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an, an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule in these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our government. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring them and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the, bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an, is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to the native justice and magnanimity and conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations which inevitably interrupt connections and our, our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We therefore, 
the representatives of the United States of America in General Cong Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other things, all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. Signatures from New Hampshire, Josiah Bartlett, William Whipple, Matthew Thornton. From Massachusetts, Samuel Adams, John Adams, John Hancock, Robert Treat Payne, Elbridge Gary. From Rhode Island, Stephen Hopkins, William Ellery. From Connecticut, Roger Sherman, Samuel Huntington, William Williams, Oliver Wolcott. From New York, William Floyd, Philip Livingston, Francis Lewis, and Lewis Morris. From New Jersey, Richard Stockton, John Witherspoon, Francis Hopkinson, John Hart, and Abraham Clark. From Pennsylvania, Robert Morris, Benjamin Rush, Benjamin Franklin, John Morton, George Clymer, James Smith, George Taylor, James Wilson, and George Ross. From Delaware, George Reed, Caesar Rodney, Thomas McKean. From Maryland, Samuel Chase, William Packa, Thomas Stone, and Charles Carroll of Carrollton. From Virginia, George Wythe, Richard Henry Lee, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Harrison, Thomas Nelson Jr., Francis Lightfoot Lee, and Carter Braxton. From North Carolina, William Hooper, Joseph Hughes, and John Penn. From South Carolina, Edward Rutledge, Thomas Hayward, Thomas Lynch Jr., and Arthur Middleton. From Georgia, Button Gwinnett, Lyman Hall, and George Walton. We must therefore acquiesce in necessity, which denounces our separation, and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. Today's show is brought to you, once again, by the D-Bags. Don't be a gunsel. And um, I've had a few comments on what a gunsel is. And uh, typically a gunsel is kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing. And, uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go and some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in but for us in the cowboy world we call them a gunsel but anyway don't be a gunsel is 
the website started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind, and they also have line of merch that you can buy. Uh, they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug. Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. It'll help them out. That'll help me out, and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap. So go, I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning uh, Burning Daylight promo code B U R N I N. D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I uh I spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway, go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. I want to wish you all a safe and happy Independence Day. Uh, I just wanted to take a little bit of time this morning to talk about the document that I just read, which is the Declaration of Independence, one of the most important documents ever to ever be written in the course of human events. And uh, I, I just, I feel like we as a country have gotten so far away from the standards and ideals that, that were written in this document. And yeah, we really need to take a, a good look at history and, uh, and how it repeats itself, and how, how do we stop from falling into the same trap that so many countries have in the past. And the, the idea, if we go into the Constitution after, you know, after the, the war was fought and won by basically a bunch of farmers with muskets, taking on the, the greatest naval power in the world at the time and one of the greatest land armies in the world at the time. And one, using kind of guerrilla tactics and and just, they fought for survival and, uh, you know, the uh, preservation of the homeland. And you now we look at ourselves today and we, we have our military stationed in over... A hundred countries around the world. We are engaged in in the longest wars in U.S. history in Afghanistan and Iraq, and on the brink of war with Iran, all for just geopolitics and control of oil, which is what is backing our currency. And we just we we have a an out of control federal government with uh, just a enormous bureaucracy that that takes advantage of us at every term. We are, uh, we are truly servants to the federal government and that it's so far from what our, our founders had envisioned where each state was considered its own, own sovereign nation. And the United States was just a collection of these independent nations that, uh, that sought to do business together and, uh, and collective security where, you know, they, they envision the, the individual states being relatively autonomous. You know, they, they made their own decisions, and really the only decisions the government made, the federal government made, was on international commerce and national security. Well, national security has now been morphed to include everything 
just about everything in the world because we have a we have a presence in so many different places and and because of this our our national debt is just beyond control at this point and republicans have ran on it forever and ever about how the deficit is a is a problem the national debt is a problem but yet they they still vote to spend more every year there has not been a a cut to the nas- national budget and i don't know how long they back in the obama era they called the the sequester cuts and they they talked about how it was just you know it was just draconian and you know just slashing slashing budget funding everywhere when really all it was was a deep it was a smaller increase in in spending than what it would have been so instead of getting a five percent increase the next year they only got a two percent increase but the overall budget remained larger and and this was voted on you know bipartisan the you know the big big government democrats and the so-called small government uh republicans all voted voted it through time and time again and it seems that the only time that the republicans and democrats can agree on anything is when we either go to war or we spend more taxpayer money and if we if we don't stand up to it at some point we just become servants and slaves for life and some of the best ways you can stand up to it is putting good people in office at the state and local level cuz they those are the decisions that affect your day-to-day life the most the, the federal government overall you don't feel the effects of a law change until years down the road but you can you can feel the effects at the from state and local legislatures almost immediately so get involved in in your your local politics your state politics and and put good freedom and liberty minded people in office and and start to make the change there and then that change will grow and eventually maybe with enough people and enough support you can you can get good people in Washington that actually want to reduce the size everybody talks about money in politics but the more the more power the government has the more of an incentive for corporations and special interests to lobby the government because they can write laws that that benefit these these large companies so the less power that the federal government has to do these these uh these legislative uh reforms and regulations that that do nothing but that crush small business and entrepreneurship uh the less power the federal government has to do that the less incentive these special interests have to lobby so the the more we can change that at the local level i think it will spread to the national and but you have to you have to be informed and you have to be active in in your community and uh you have to know what's going on so instead of just reading the headline and uh informing your opinion, opinion around that read that article and a couple other articles and see what's really going on listen to ron paul every day he he does a great job of of diagnosing what the key issue of the day is 
and he has a very, very good uh, grasp of what, what is wrong with it and and what the solution might be. He, he is truly one of the, the most important political figures of our lifetime, and he does a free show like five days a week, and it's 20 to 30 minutes every time, and if you listen to that, you, you, can, you can stay a lot more informed. He's a, he's a reputable uh, individual. He's, you know, his, his track record speaks for itself. With all the years in, in Congress, they, uh, they called him Dr. No because he, he voted no on so many bills just based on the fact that they were not in, not in the Constitution. The, whatever they were trying to do did not line up with the Constitution, and he'd vote no. So, um, go go give him a listen. That's a good place to start on being informed and as what is really going on besides just the the team sports that's known as politics. You know, team Republican, team Democrat, team Snowflake, team you know, right wing extremist, whatever. You know, putting that all aside and seeing that all these all these elected officials are they're not as smart as we think they are, uh, and they don't have your best interest at heart because that's not how humans work. Humans all act in their own self interest. That's not a bad thing in in itself, but when you are representing a large group of people, then that becomes a problem. So. You have to you have to realize that even you know even your most favorite individuals Donald Trump or whoever they they don't have your best interests at heart they really don't and and once you realize that the the more in tune you are to what what they're actually trying to 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 do there in Washington so um go go check out Ron Paul and. and 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 read read the actual articles and and find some other ones that maybe maybe they're they're from a less mainstream source, but a lot of times they're the only ones reporting what's actually going on. So uh, read read some lefty articles, read some some obscure right wing articles, and and after a while you can kind of find a pattern of of who's actually telling the truth, and a lot of times it comes from the sources you don't you don't necessarily think would be uh would be reputable so you you got to do do your research and and stay informed and uh let's uh let's get back to what this country was founded on and that's you know self-government individual liberty and freedom um so i'm going to get off my soapbox i'm going to let you guys enjoy your your independence day holiday uh be safe uh you know, have fun. Don't get out of control. Don't burn your house down or your neighbor's house down. And uh, <clears throat> don't drink and drive. Just be safe and uh, have fun. And happy birthday, America. We all love you. So go find me on Facebook, Matt McKinley, or the, the Burning Daylight Facebook page. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram, at MickerMac85. Follow me on Instagram for the, the show page at Burning Daylight and at Burning Daylight 2 on Twitter. Uh, love you guys. Be safe and uh, have fun. 
But most importantly, move your ass because we're burning daylight. There was a young man walked across the courthouse square. I was sitting on a park bench there. He walked by and he looked over and he said, you know, your courthouse runs a little down. And I said, son, is this the first time you've been in our little town? Well, you know how pilgrims are. He said, it is. And then he looked over and he said, you see your old flagpole? It's leaning a little bit and it's a ragged old flag. You got to hang it on it. I said, Sonny, you know, I hate to brag, but, well, you see, I'm a little proud of that ragged old flag. Oh, it's true, it's got a hole right up there. That's when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got a hole up there in one seam. That's when Packingham and Jackson was tugging on it down there in New Orleans. Yes, she did get powder burned at night. Francis Scott Key set a watcher in her writing. Oh, say, can you see? There was Beauregard and Jackson. And I tell you what, she was down in the south, and the south wind blew real hard on her back then years ago. And then, well, she was in Flanders Field in World War I, and that's where she got another hole from a Gatling gun. Then she turned blood red and hung limp and low when World War II happened and that was through. Then she went to Korea, she went to Vietnam, she went to the Persian Gulf, and she just been in a whole lot of other stuff. But I tell you what, she always went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. And Native Americans, me and you, black and brown, red, yellow, and white. We've all shed our blood for our stars and our stripes. And you can look at that old flag and you might think that she's a getting threadbare and a wearing thin. But let me tell you something, son. She's in good shape, whatever shape you see her in. And well, we take her up every day and we take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground. And we fold her upright. So I'll have to say, I don't mind to brag. I am proud of our ragged old flag.